to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Let's begin with our first question, a very interesting one from Goldie. Hi, Goldie. Hi, I'm Goldie and I'm four years old and I'm from New Zealand and I'm wondering why our heart beats when we're afraid. I might do five or six or seven and this is me doing our podcast. Hi Goldie, thank you so much for sending in that fab question. You're so right, when we're feeling afraid or nervous, our heart does beat faster. Just now, I got home from collecting my son from school and there were 15 monkeys in my kitchen. They had all opened the cupboard and pulled out all the bananas, pasta and cereal and they were eating it all. For those of you who don't know, right now I live in Bali and my house is backing onto the monkey forest. So we often have monkeys jumping on our house, but they don't always come into our kitchen, especially when we're at home. Anyway, we yelled at the monkeys to go away and they didn't. And two of them even ran up to the balcony where my little son was waiting. And I got a bit scared and my heart definitely beat faster. I've asked Teddy Keen to help me answer your question, Goldie, about why this happens. Teddy is an adventurer who's been on lots of expeditions to different places and created two beautiful books about adventure called The Lost Book of Adventure and Journey to the River. Teddy has had to cope with feeling scared and being in danger on some of his expeditions, so he can answer why our hearts beat faster when we're afraid and what we can do about it. Over to Teddy. Hi Goldie. My name is Teddy Keane and when I'm out adventuring, I also feel my heart beating rather fast sometimes. But why do our hearts do that? That, Goldie, is an excellent question. To help answer it, I'd like you to imagine you are walking through a forest with your family. You soon see a squirrel and you follow it. But before long, you realise that you are lost and it's getting very dark. You can feel your heart beating in your chest. You think of what your friend said about bears being in the woods. You know it's not true. But then you suddenly hear the sound of large feet crunching on the leaves. Crunch, crunch, crunch. They're getting closer and closer. Now your heart is going thump, thump, thump. You can hear it in your ears. You grab a large stick and prepare to fight the big bear, which is just about to come around the tree. You launch yourself at the big sheep. But luckily, there is no big bear. It's your family and they've found you. Hurrah! Now, why did your heart react like that? Well, it goes back millions of years to when we were much hairier and jumping around the trees. All animals have evolved a survival instinct. It's something our brains and bodies do when we feel threatened. Our brain releases certain chemicals like adrenaline, which makes our heart beat super fast. Why? Because it's pumping extra blood to all our muscles and brain in preparation to do one of two things, to run or to fight. This is called the fight or flight response and everybody has it. It's there to protect us and keep us alive. And it often comes even when there's no real danger at all. Here's a little tip for the next time you're scared. 
take some slow deep breaths and count to 10. This should slow your heart rate down and help you think clearly. And remember, sometimes facing your fears can be a really good thing. As someone once said, some of the best things in life live just on the other side of fear. I hope that answers your question. Happy adventuring. Thank you, Teddy, for your great answer to why our hearts beat faster when we're frightened. How clever our bodies are that when we're scared, our heart rate speeds up as our survival instincts kick in. That's our body preparing us for fight or flight, either to stay put and fight and face our fears or flight. Just run away as quickly as you can. Now, thanks for giving us those great tips on staying calm. Remember, everyone, some slow, deep breaths and count to ten. Sometimes keeping calm and facing your fears can lead to something really special. Like if you're scared of standing on the stage and talking to loads of people, if you get through it, you might feel amazing afterwards. I hope that answers your question, Goldie, and thank you for sending it in. Now, our next question is about a little creature which some people find scary. Has your heart ever started beating faster when you spotted a little insect with eight legs sitting in his web or her web in a dusty corner of the house? Yeah, that's right, I'm talking about spiders. I don't find them scary, but I would if I saw a poisonous one. Usually I see them in England in my house and I just pick them up and pop them out the window. Over to Ava Rose with an excellent question about spiders. Over to you, Ava Rose. Hello, my name is Ava Rose and I'm seven and my favorite thing is pandas and I live in Walton-on-Thames. England and my question is how are spiders born? Hi Ava Rose, thank you for that excellent question. I love pandas too, especially baby ones. They're very cute. Spiders are less cute but still interesting. Well the way baby spiders are made is complicated and unique compared to other animals. First of all, As usual, a male spider attracts a female spider. There are lots of ways to do it, depending on the species. Some build big webs, others do special dances. There's a male wolf spider that crouches down when he sees a female he likes, extends his hairy front legs and waves them around and vibrates his body, saying, look at me. The male nursery web spider is more well-mannered. He wraps up an insect in his spiderweb silk and presents it to a female as a gift. Mm, That's quite kind, I suppose, uh, unless you're the wrapped-up insect. Male spiders have to make sure, when approaching a female, not to climb into her web. She might think that he's an insect and eat him. As he moves onto the spider's web, he drums on the outside silk strands, causing them to vibrate to let the female know, actually, this is a male spider coming to try to make babies and not food for her to eat. Or yet, we'll find out more about that later. If the male spider is successful and a female decides, yep, I can make babies with you, he gets to pass on his sperm, which are like little tiny seeds he makes that passes onto the female spider so she can grow her eggs into baby spiders. 
male spider lays this seeds sperm out in a specially woven web called a sperm web and then he collects it up in special pouches on his front legs. If the female says it's okay, he puts this into an opening in the underside of her belly and it's up to her to grow the babies. Now, he does something called fertilize the eggs. Once he's done, the male spider has to get away. Sometimes the female spider will eat him after he's helped fertilize the eggs. Yep, the female widow spider is famous for doing this. So making babies can be a bit dangerous for males. Now it's time for the female spider to get ready to lay the eggs once they're ready. She spins a special egg case out of her thread. The sacs are usually white or golden and they look like a puff of cotton wool. They're made by the female spinning layers and layers of thickly woven thread around her eggs. Usually several hundred eggs inside each egg case, sometimes thousands. If you see a spider web, have a close look to see if you can spot a little egg case carrying hundreds of new potential lives. Then, it depends on the species, but it can take a few weeks or months to hatch. The sac protects the eggs while they develop and they also contain nutrients for the eggs. The mother spider guards the egg sacs fiercely and carries them around on her back if she needs to move. When the time is right, the young spiders use tiny fangs to tear open the sack. Then out they pop into the world. Sometimes they all pop out at once and sometimes it takes a few days for them to all hatch. The baby spiders are called spiderlings. They're very small and soft bodied. Some stay by their mothers and some go straight out into the world. To find new homes, they do something clever called ballooning. The newborn spiders release a little stretch of silk thread which catches the wind like a balloon and carries them to a new destination. If you see a spiderling floating along on a little parachute made of silk, wow, wow, you're very lucky to see that. I hope that answers your question, Ava Rose, and thank you for sending it in. Now for our third question, which is about small humans rather than small spiders. It comes from Charles, Hayden and Harrison. Over to you three. Hi Molly, my name's Charlie and I'm nine years old. Hi Molly, my name is Hayden, I'm six years old. Hi Molly, my name is Tom, and I'm four years old. We like playing football and cricket. Our question is, why do some children look like their parents? Thanks, bye. Hi Charlie, Hayden and Harrison. It's great to hear all three of you asking a question and that you like football and cricket. You're so right. Some children look different from their parents, but some look the same. You might have noticed you've got the same nose as your mum or dad, or the same eyes, or the same hair. Often parents pass different parts of their appearance onto their kids. But why does this happen? Well, it comes down to DNA, which stands for deoxyribonucleic acid. DNA. It's a chemical found in most cells of every creature. Think of DNA like a tiny code which contains the instructions for making a human being. A clump of DNA is called a gene. Genes carry information about the living thing they're inside. Every cell in your body contains lots of genes. You have around 20,000 of them. They're very small. You can only see a gene with a microscope. Each gene carries a different instruction for a part of you. There's a gene inside you which has told your eyes which colour to be. Another 
which helps your body decide how long your legs are. Another for your ears, another for your skin, another for what type of hair you have. All these genes come together to make instructions, a complete manual on how to build you. It's a bit like building a Lego toy after reading the instructions very carefully. But where have these genes come from? Well, your parents. Children get half from their mum and half from their dad, so both your parents' genes are mixed together, which makes you a brand new human being. Imagine two different cake recipes being combined into one new cake recipe to make a whole new flavour. That's a little bit like how all the combination of your parents' genes come together to create a very unique you. Also, the selection of genes that you get from your mum and dad is random. That's why siblings don't look the same. You each inherit a different selection of genes from your mum and dad. Whilst you don't share all the same genes, you'll share a few, so sometimes siblings look kind of similar. Also, some genes are stronger than others. The gene, for, the gene for cheek dimples is dominant, so if you get one from your dad, but you get a gene for no cheek dimples from your mum, you'll probably get cheek dimples because it's dominant. The same with brown eyes. If you get a blue gene from your dad and a brown one from your mum, you'll probably have brown eyes. So the genes our parents pass on to us decide the way we're designed. You might not look like your parents, and that's normal too. There are loads of factors that affect how we look, like how much sun, our environment, exercise, food. These things change how we look and how our parents look. Some genes change as they grow as well, completing, complete, creating completely new instructions for the way you look. There are infinite possibilities to how a human being can turn out, and each one of us is unique. Isn't that amazing? I hope that answers your question, Charlie, Hayden and Harrison. That's all we've got time for this week. I hope everyone has a lovely week. Steer clear of spiders if you're scared of them, which I'm not. And if you do see one, remember that your heart beating faster is your body telling you to face your fears. Or if you don't want to, just run away. Thank you again to Teddy for your wonderful answer. And to Goldie, Ava Rose, Charlie Hayden and Harrison for your brilliant questions. If you have a question you would like answered on everything under the sun, do get your grown-up to record you saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself and email it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Check out my website mollyoldfield.com and if you haven't already got a copy of the book, everything under the sun a curious question for every day of the year make sure you ask for a copy because it's beautiful and it's illustrated by 12 different artists it's online or in your nearest beautiful bookshop in lots of languages and in australia and england it's now in paperback i'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of everything under the sun Thank you and goodbye.